Welcome everybody to another episode of the Human Blueprint, and I, I think we have a story to tell. Do we well, not? Han has a story to share. Oh, we're nerd too. Don't act okay. like you don't have a story. Well, you, you can, ladies first, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think today's story that we we uh, wanted to talk about was um, victim mode. And that was something that I came into a realization that I was doing and then uh, that I wasn't aware of. And even to share, you know, maybe where I picked it up from. Um, so things were happening around my life and, um, and I just didn't understand why it was happening. Um, I felt like helpless at times. It it affected my body it felt affected my health um even my mood right no comment <laughs> <laughs> perfect answer from the husband um and i would have to say that uh with herman's help he made me realize that i was playing the victim and i was in this victim mode and and that was so powerful to to be able to to see because I probably have done that like for all of my life or most of my life but when it was presented to you what did you do I it clicked in mm -hmm. and I had this aha moment mm -hmm. and I remembered I was like oh wow like it was the exact same thing that I complained about my mo my mother, mm -hmm. and it was funny because I was just I was just like, oh my goodness, you know, when you told me I was just and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is the exact same thing that I had said to her, you know, stop doing that, you, you know, you don't make those type of comments or you shouldn't be that way, mm -hmm. and. And it was such a big shock that I was doing that. Mm -hmm. But it's not uncommon for us to do that. But even then, like, I didn't, I didn't have that awareness. That was what it was. And we don't realize that we learn things from those that we spend the most amount of time with. So you spent a lot of time growing up with your mom? Yes. So where did you learn a lot of those habits from? From my family. Right? Yeah. And so a lot of people who are immigrants, like, like most of us all are, we tend to have that victim mindset mm. because someone who has more, who has more experience, who had done it maybe a little longer, their business was around a little longer. We always say, well, they did it. Well, it works out for them or look how easy they have it. So were they really the victim or is that just their belief system? Both. Because a lot of times the belief system is what makes them the victim. And when they feel like they're a victim, then the belief system is always rotten. So they'll allow other things to set in, a lot of other weeds, false beliefs, false half-truths, so to speak, to set in. And then they pass that on to their children. Yes, they pass that on to, <laughs> to me as well. Right? Same, thing, same thing with my mom. Right? She kept on saying how terrible things were mm -hmm. in life. Like this, there's never anything good. It's always, always bad. And, and as a child, you listen to this and you yeah. think, well, the world is really bad. And yeah. you got to go fight for, for your stuff. And it's just basically just really, it's not, never about 
to share or to to find to ask for help. So that was my big thing is that I just don't ask for help. So I had to learn how to ask for help. Even asking Han for help was was difficult, which is really really strange in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? That you're, it's your partner. You're supposed to be a team. Yet I, I look at me as doing having having to do everything, and I was like, where the heck did I get this from? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> It's my mom. <laughs> right, always trying to do everything on her own, and then, but it keeps that that victim story true. Mm-hmm. If you have to do it on your own, and nobody's there to help you, therefore you're you're just by yourself, and anything that it's always you against the world. Mm-hmm. So, but once we become more aware of it, we've we made some more changes. And Han calls me out if I don't ask for help, then she actually so basically calls me out. What happens when you don't listen to Han? What does she threaten? Well, either you or your father. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It doesn't really matter which one it is. <laughs> yeah, and and the good thing is it um, it worked because he really respects you and your father. Um, but I find that as we continue to grow, those threats become less and less, right? And um, and I would say, I would say, like, I, I really have to give you credit. I think you've grown a lot. Yeah, you, and I yeah, think... Yeah, you, you um, could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would say, you know, you really do reflect and you really do, um, you know, take, like, take it more seriously. And you really do consider when I do call you out. Well, also, I look at things. I know how my mom turned out. And she's a great mom. She's a great mom, but mm-hmm. I also know what she's dealing with right now at her age and it's probably not going to change too much mm-hmm. i don't want to end up like that yeah right and my, my poor dad is dealing with how she acts and how she believes mm-hmm. so that was enough for me to reflect and say okay it, something has to change yeah right yeah. so but even um like with the victim mode like i find it it doesn't have to be something so big it could be even something as small as let me give you an example mm-hmm. so my sisters um we were uh at my sister's wedding and then so bernard sat in a spot where the it was a chinese wedding so they served like the meals and so the server came and so sh- the server was right here and bernard had to sort of squish himself over so he was really uncomfortable and um, so he felt like he had to endure, you know, and contort his body while she was serving the, the, you know, 10 course meal. And then, and I, and I think, you know, he was sort of like agitated a little bit. And, and, um, and I said, so afterwards, like the next day, and I said, oh, you know, like you didn't seem that comfortable. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know, you, we wouldn't be comfortable too if you had to sit and, and sit the I way. I was holding my plate yeah. on, practically in my lap. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, well, is there any other way to hold yeah. your plate? No, no it's, just, it's yeah. on my lap and there's things. Okay, yeah. Anyway. So, and I said to him, I said, well, why didn't you just ask the rest of the table to mm-hmm. move, you know, if there was any space? And he said, and he didn't have a good answer. What did you say? No, I said it, it, it inconvenience everybody else because we're, everybody's already squished. But then to find out that, um, you know, someone else at the table was talking about how great, how much room he had, right? <laughs> 
So in my mind, I just said, well, B, did you know that so-and-so who sat across from you had so much space? And of course he didn't know that. And I said, and I said, and I turned to him and I said, you know, I said, well, why do you always feel like you have to take on uh, so much all the time and carry that burden? That's always the theme with you, right? Like being the one to never ask for help and then seeing yourself in a role of the victim afterwards and instead of saying, hey, is there more space? Is there more room? And just mm-hmm. asking the rest of the table. See, I, was, I was about to defend myself, but then I realized if I defended myself, then I was going back to that same same mode. So yeah. I just thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, crap. I could have just asked. Instead of carrying, <laughs> holding your plate, right? Those like, are big plates. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but but just like I thought to myself, wow, like you know, like so and so just talked about how much space he had and how great he, he, yeah. And one thing that we don't tend to give a lot of credit towards is how amazing we actually are. And so when we lose sight of that, that's when the victim mode kicks in. Mm. When we lose sight of what we're actually capable of, what we can actually do. When we lose sight of that, then we become a greater victim. And that's something you have to learn to overcome. So it's almost as if if I don't ask for help, it's in my head, it's almost like I'm the hero because you're, you're, you don't need help. Okay. No, but I'm just thinking yep. through, through what was going through my head, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, it's not the correct way, but I was just thinking through my head. It's like, hmm, okay, if I don't inconvenience anyone, then I'm taking the brunt of everything, and therefore I'm 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 a hero. I'm I'm better, but in the end, it's just so stupid. So that's why I didn't argue with Fine. Mm-hmm. Right when she said that, she's like, oh, crap, yeah. Yeah. So that's the hero in you. Yes. Taking but out I, the brunt. Yes, but the you wrong used hero. it for the it's wrong. wrong hero. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted where it was like all the glory, yeah. or you wanted exactly. it like thinking that you know. You would get your bat, your back patted all the time. That's right. I, I wanted to take that that last shot, mm-hmm. even though it was a terrible shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your your victim mode is like you always wanting to be that hero and mm-hmm. taking things on. Well, that's like my mom. Yeah, and my and and for me, being a victim is um, just seeing myself as a victim, like seeing things being done to me, seeing things. Uh, that I have no control over or control of and feeling that there's there's not a way out or this, it's a struggle to get out of it. And that's exactly like my mom. And your mom's also very critical. Yes. And I, and, and I realize that I'm also critical, but it's not even, and I wasn't aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it shows up in different ways mm-hmm. as well. So I think that's the danger in itself because um, mm-hmm. not everyone see me as being critical. And I have people telling me that I'm very positive. I walk around with a smile, but it takes, you know, and thanks to you that you're able to sort of point out like to me, hey, you're actually being quite critical or you're you're seeing things in a nice way and, and then it just really hit me that I was doing that in different ways. But one thing you didn't mention was how it was shared. It wasn't just said, Han, you know what? You're so critical, you're so judgmental. And then with an attitude. Oh, because yes, no. when you share it that way, then the person's going to shut down. 
but when it's shared in a meaningful way, when it's shared in a way that has no ill intent, then the person can receive the message to how how you intend it to be. Yes, yes, right? that's right. And I think, um, and it had to come from you. <laughs> um, to be honest, I yeah. think for me, it had to come from you because I know your intention. Um, and And one thing I really love about you is that you're always so... Um, it's your delivery. It's always about your delivery that has really helped me grow mm -hmm. so much. And when I hear it and I know is the intention is always to help me grow. Mm -hmm. So when I hear it, I always work on that mm -hmm. and work to be a better person. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny because when I when I speak with you, mm. there's things where you tell me, I'm like, oh, I knew that. <laughs> and you have used but, that word. Yeah, because... Just in my head, I'm like, oh, I knew that. And he didn't need to tell me that. Mm -hmm. Like, I already knew this. Like, what's the point of this? But when I calmed down and started thinking about it, I was like, no, I didn't. Like, I thought I knew it. But if I really knew it, I would have done something about it. Let's be honest here. Mm -hmm. So it was just the delivery. Even though I think I knew it, but when you deliver it, it, it had to sink in. But it's also opening the certain doors that you have closed. Mm -hmm. Those channels that have been blocked. Right? That's why when you can use your voice as a tool, or you can use it as a weapon. Uh, so it wasn't this information. If it was this information, I think everybody would have solved all the problems by now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, it took me like a couple of times to actually realize that I was being the victim. Mm -hmm. And you were trying to help me through that. But I feel like you had to knock down like a couple of doors in order to actually for me to actually see it because yeah. the first time you told me I could see it but I couldn't really see it as clearly mm -hmm. but then the more and more I went on mm -hmm. I saw it more and more and I started to identify like oh I would like hear your voice and like wait I just did that mm -hmm. and it would make it would make more and more sense mm -hmm. so it wasn't like oh I knew that but I didn't know it mm -hmm. and I was like I guess it's because I was consumed by it. I just, the victim was like a part of me and I couldn't even, wasn't even aware of it until you brought it out. But the dangerous part is people, especially like around your age or younger, most of them walk around with like their chins held high as if like they know everything. Mm -hmm. You're just beginning life. How can you know everything in the world? You haven't even figured it out. You haven't experienced the harsh experiences that those that came before us experienced. How do we know everything about life? But once we get out of your own way and we're able to let that piece of yourself go so that you can actually listen, then what happens? The victim doesn't have a place to live. Because you're no longer feeding it. Mm -hmm. That's why you have to listen twice as much as you speak because you always have to pay attention. You always have to ensure that you're making the right choice to grow. Because if not, then you're going to go the opposite direction and you begin to die too young or certain parts of you die or certain parts of the creativity are no longer there. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's very important for you to, if you can do it once, like you said, well, it finally clicked. That means you can do it for all the other times. Yeah. And then there's no excuse. Right? But a lot of people in the victim mode, they have a whole category of an excuse for another excuse that excuse attaches to this excuse that excuse goes to that excuse and they build this whole fictitious mindset psyche on this excuse to make them believe 
that it's okay to be that victim. And the most interesting part is they are not a part of any of those excuses. It's everything's an outside circumstance. Mm -hmm. It's like, why me? Like, why, you know, this happened to me or my family wasn't as fortunate or Mm -hmm. it's never them. It's like when you look at anything in life, you always have to look at the hand you're dealt. So let's say we all had cards and like you had like a certain hand, she had a certain hand, he had a certain hand and people are in a competition. Does the person who's in the competition at the final table for the big prize complain and tell everybody, you know what, my cards are no good? Do they show the person that, they, that they're, they're no good? No. Do they give you any signal to show you that, you know, they're struggling? Do, they, they, do no. they give you a signal to tell you that, you know what, I need help? No. But yet, what do they do? They take the hand they have and they learn to play the long game. Everyone's only focused on the short game. Instant, instant, instant. And when they don't get it, oh, poor me, then the victim takes over. Mm-hmm. But if we play the long game and say, you know what, we didn't get it this time, but this is what I learned. We didn't get that second time, but you know what? This is what I learned. Now I have his tell. Now I have her tell. Now I know how to get the third hand. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that you never just settle Mm -hmm. for the hand that you're given, but you learn to make best of what you have, and then you learn to learn and learn and grow and grow and then leverage and leverage to get into a better position. It's called pivot. I think that's really key because I've seen poker players with terrible hands. Well, you don't see the terrible hands, but only when they reveal it. Well, holy hell, did this guy win this? But that's exactly that. They just kept building up, building up, building up. Mm-hmm. And I guess when you're in that place and you look at your hand, it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's just be honest. With it. Sometimes it just sucks. Mm-hmm. But going back to what you're saying, if you just play that hand as best as possible, you can always move on and upgrade. But most people, including myself, never thought about that way. No. We just look at, this is the hand, it sucks, I hate everything. Yeah. And you just forget about moving on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the victim just takes over. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it's a different side of you that comes out. A side of you that wants all the negative things. A side of you that wants all the pity things. Yeah. You want people to feel bad for you. And there's a comfort in that. <laughs> There's a great comfort in, in people feeling like you get the attention. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, poor you. It's like, oh, yeah, you're getting attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. We see that with your nieces and nephews sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it is learned at a young age. It, see, it, they pick it up. They, they pick it up, and again, we're not the parents, so we don't really mm-hmm. do. We don't fall for it, but we can see the the, mm-hmm. the habits already. Yeah. Well, you know, the other day, like I took my niece for a walk and uh, she she was playing happy one moment and then, you know, she fell and then it hurt, of course. So she she started crying. But then as soon as I distracted her and I was just like, hey, you know, like, look over there, like what's in that little. And so she just stopped crying. So she was no longer crying because she was a victim you know because she's fallen down Mm -hmm. so i guess it's all you know how you you can change your perspective as well exactly and that's why we have to be very careful with these lenses what we project and what we intake because if we don't have a filter as to what we project and what we intake then we'll project anything we want whether fake or real 
mostly fake, right? So other people think you have something that you don't have or you are someone that you aren't. And then when it comes to intake, you have to be very cautious to make sure that there's a filter. Does this belong here? Does this not? Is this going to help me grow? Is it not? Is it good? Is it good to have it or is it not? Is it conducive to growth? No. So that's why you have to have a filter. But most people don't have that. They just see something. Oh, absorbed it. Hear something, absorbed it. So how do you build that filter? Like how do you, you know, because not everyone will um, be able to, like I wasn't aware, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, what could an average person do to, to create that filter? Well, number one, get rid of the distractions. So how, what my father did with me is he's like, oh, you think you have perfect vision. So I've had 20-20 vision my whole life. Oh, you think you have perfect vision? Let's put a blindfold. Now you tell me what you see. Oh, you have perfect hair in? Let's put in some earplugs. Now you tell me what I'm saying upstairs in a whisper. Right? You force yourself to to grow that way. You force yourself to put yourself in a certain situation to grow. Okay, I don't think the average person is going to start blindfolding themselves and <laughs> try to see through things. But but I, I think I get your your idea as there's always things we can improve on there's always that doesn't matter what situation we're in we can always improve on it and just forcing yourself or just in, just do just doing it just saying hey look i want a little bit more i'm just gonna push myself a little more why not mm-hmm. right so you have to just learn to manage the hand that you're dealt and think the long long-term game that's what you can do to get closer to it some may take a little longer some may get a little sooner but we don't compare what we do is just focus on what we have to do to get the job done and if that's growing never stop mm-hmm. yeah i think there's power in taking responsibility yeah. for your hand as well well you got control mm-hmm. when you're a victim there's no control yeah and i um and why it's really helped me was that even so I, I started to reframe things, you know, after when mm-hmm. you pointed it out to me. Um, and I started just seeing things more differently and um, just taking that power back and not seeing myself as a victim. Like, I feel physically better. Like, mm-hmm. physically, I feel better. Uh, mentally, I feel better. And there is a shift. And it doesn't take that long either. No. Especially when you have help. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We, we do our best to keep each other accountable. Mm-hmm. That's important. I think we're a pretty good team. We're pretty good. I, I think we're, we're good in the sense that we, we know each other's crap. Mm-hmm. We, we know our excuses. Mm-hmm. Know the games. We know, we know... The tricks, the she, game. She knows, she knows the games that I play. Yeah. I know the games that she plays. Yeah. So yeah. when you're so used to that, then it's easier to call each other out without, mm-hmm. again, without yeah. making them feel terrible. Yeah. yeah. It becomes actually kind of funny. Yeah. So I, I think like for us now, like we've, um, like, you know, before we would be really offended. Mm-hmm. But now it's almost it's like we've kind of make it like lighthearted because we know that we both want the best for each other. Right. So when I make these threats of calling Herman, <laughs> you know, or calling Dr. Sue, it's actually quite funny. And I say with a smile, 
but behind that smile is some truth. <laughs> yeah, but I would say, you know, like we, we don't take offense to that. And I mm-hmm. think uh, we've both grown to know that we want the best for each other. And yeah. So one thing that the listeners or the people watching can learn from your experience on how not to be that victim. Be, be honest. Hmm. I think that's one of the big keys for, for me at least is just look at your life and figure out what's what you can improve on and just be honest about that and then looking at what you can do about, about it because there's always something you can do about it and that was a big turning point for me. Mm-hmm. And I think for myself and knowing my bad habits is to not being like offended so easily. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, everyone loves to hear nice words. Everyone loves to hear praises, right? But when you have areas where you can grow and someone wants to share something with you, um, to give it some thought mm-hmm. and to, you know, and, and of course, like, um, yeah, and just to be open, to be open hearing the not so pleasant things I'd probably say when you feel yourself getting petty or being a victim to do something about it right away so do like push ups do a horse stance do something to keep yourself in check and not let it grow but also get the support like Mm -hmm. get the guidance because if you can't see it and if you're blinded by it then you're just gonna you're not gonna go as far as fast and everyone uses the term misery loves company so when you feel miserable and you look at the people around you that are miserable maybe it's trying to tell you something's got to change right mm-hmm. yeah oh that's a good indicator <laughs> big time yeah but most people will never be able to see it because they don't want to see it yeah i think that's a good indicator so if you're kind of looking at your life and you're feeling a certain way and everyone around you is feeling a certain way so that's that's like a like what you you always call it what like code red or an alert there's you know a there's a red flag <laughs> red yeah. that's a red flag right yeah. because you're you're sort of attracting that yeah yeah so that's a good barometer mm-hmm awesome do you guys have any other questions um I think I'm Good. No, I think we're good. Good for now, yeah. <laughs> we're not as good. We're, yeah. That's enough. Well, let's keep talking in the comments. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Have you ever been the victim? Are you still the victim? What are you doing to not be that victim? Let's keep the conversation going. And just be sure to like and subscribe. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.